Hey y'all, it's Prakash here from the future with a quick interjection to let y'all know that the episode you're going to hear today is part one of a two-part series that was originally recorded as one long episode, but we decided that each part was deserving of its own episode, and so this episode doesn't quite have a finished ending like you would expect, and similarly, episode next week won't have uh, our normal intro. So just a heads up, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast in three, two, one. Hey y'all, and welcome to Do The Kids Know. Um, that's the show that um, we're still doing, <laughs> and I'm always surprised. Yep. Because truly, every day that I wake up, yep. I'm like, oh, I'm still alive. All right, I guess still we'll here. do this again today, like <laughs> every other day. <laughs> so monotonous, um, mm. but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. We're it's here. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, like, you keep saying it's fine, and I'm actually not allowed to say the words it's fine, because every time I do, it means it's not fine, but I'm pretending that I it mean, is. literally nothing has ever been fine, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Kristen, well. I don't have it on a scale of, but instead, <laughs> I want to ask you, um, uh, if uh, your mood was a playlist, um, <gasps> what would be on it? What's the genre? What's it called? So the genre is Beyonce. Okay, but if your mood was a playlist, this is not aspirational. (laughs) This is (laughs) this is supposed to be factual. I mean, there would still be Beyonce on that playlist. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, If my mood was a playlist, I would have like. Do you want me to list the songs that would be on there? The first three tracks, maybe. Okay, the first three tracks would be Soulmate by Lizzo, Mm. Black Parade by Mm. Beyonce, and 7-Eleven by Beyonce. Nice. Okay, so in a mood of like self-loving and um, getting down with your homegirls, which is you. (laughs) You are your own homegirls. Yeah. Yes, I am. Always all the time. I love that. (laughs) Okay, kids. So today's discussion is meant to use our lived experiences to start and build on conversations happening around us. So today is July 30th, and we'll be asking, do the kids know about racialized and gendered language? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Do you want to give us a background on why we're talking about this today, yes. Perkis? So basically, since the podcast came out, um, I personally... Um, I've had a few conversations uh, with people asking if I could explain uh, certain terminology uh, that we've been using. So uh, we've compiled this list um, of common terms that we've been throwing around and that I assumed were common knowledge. (laughs) Um, But I guess it depends on what kind of commons uh, you belong to. And so um, hopefully this will give y'all a better understanding of what we mean when we use these words, Um, such as the words we used (laughs) 
<laughs> earlier in the intro. Um, <laughs> so also these definitions will be summarized and put up as a blog post on our website for easy reference. Uh, also for citations, um, if you used our definitions, uh, this came out of our brains, so please cite us. <laughs> uh, and also cite, but also share this uh, with your friends and your fam. Uh, don't leave them out of the know. And uh, the website is dothekidsknow.ca, in case y'all forgot. And uh, Kristen, do you want to start us off with our first term? Yes, I will. Uh, okay, so our first term is BIPOC, BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C. Uh, we had a whole episode discussing it, but I'll just reiterate here that it's an acronym that stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. It has very specific uses, and it's basically used in white majority former colonial nations like Canada, the U.S., Australia, New Zealand, um, and it is less used and has different understandings in like Europe or Asia or Africa, where the concepts and terminology of like indigeneity, blackness, and just being colored in general may be understood or contextualized differently. Along with BIPOC, you might also see QT BIPOC, so Q-T-B-I-P-O-C. And it's the same BIPOC, but with additional specificity, meaning not only are cutie BIPOCs part of the BIPOC umbrella, but they are also queer and or trans. So queer in this sense is meant to encompass the breadth of non-heterosexual sexualities, as well as non-cisgender identities. So pansexuals, asexuals, two-spirit, intersex, etc. They're all grouped in the QT in QT BIPOC. So it's a lot. Um, and then we've also got LGBTQQ2SIA plus BIPOC, which is just, it's so much. <laughs> that's so much. I think in both yeah. of our opinions, that's so much. I don't think so that much. really exists. Um, <laughs> uh, but this is why it's like often abbreviated to QT. It's not meant to like erase yeah. the other letters in the alphabet mafia. It's just to, um, for, you know, brevity. For, for mm -hmm. brevity. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next term um, is racialized, uh, which we've used quite a bit, uh, including already in this episode. And um, so here is where I want to stress the importance of language and how it's used. I'm going to do my best, too, to speak uh, slowly and clearly as much as I, I can physically. I think I truly, <laughs> this has been my life struggle. Yeah, I mean, that's why we transcribe. Well, accessibility yeah. also, but we speak yeah. fast. So. <laughs> so the transcriptions will be available as well as uh, a summary of this in the blog. So, ahem, <clears throat> hear he, hear he, or hear me, hear me. <laughs> hear oh they, hear God. they. <laughs> um, okay, so let's break it down. Racialized. So we have here um, three kinds of units within this word. So we have race, racial, and finally racialized. We've discussed before at length that race is a social construct. Race is a construct. Race is a construct. Construct. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Theme song. <laughs> Steve, we're coming for your gig. Um, Steve, oh, my God. Music. 
We're really not. Please don't. Please don't. I can't sing. I'm so sorry, um, y'all. We've discussed it before at length that race is a social construct. If you're still confused by this, a uh, quick Google should sort you out. Um, but if we understand and accept that race is a social construct, then we must also recognize that race comes into existence through an applied differentiation. Um, you can tell that I wrote this when I was also writing my thesis proposal. <laughs> but um, again, a language specificity is important. Um, and so you'll see why I'm using all of this uh, heavy wordage. So what do I mean by this applied differentiation? Well, if you have ever had someone say to you, or if you have said this yourself, uh, if you're a white, most likely if you're a white, that... But also if you're racialized. Some people, some people have said that. And uh, anyway, we'll mm-hmm. internalized racism is a whole other conversation that we will have uh, in the future. But sure. basically, if you've ever um, heard or said, I don't see race, quote unquote, there's only something there to see because society has created a differential between people based on the color of their skin. And by society, I mean like a Western society. Um, so in a Canadian context, this means that whiteness has been made the norm. So Kristen, you and I, who are people who are who are not white, um, did you know that? <laughs> did you know that we're not white? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, because of systemic racism, I do know that I am not white. I've been told. <laughs> so yeah, so those of us who are not white are assigned a race. I become vaguely brown you become black which is actually still so funny to me because sometimes you be darker than i am i am burnt okay (laughs) 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 that one time i got literally like looked like i had been burnt in charcoal uh oh my god (laughs) from being on that damn boat why were you on a boat no no fine don't answer (laughs) either here nor there that's not the point (laughs) nope So a racial difference has been made between us, between us as people of color, quote-unquote people of color, and the normalized whiteness. And notice how in these conversations, uh, it's always us who become people of color, who become racialized. But whiteness Mm -hmm. and white people are not constructed as being a race. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the norm, uh, either by way of being the majority within a nation state. So in Canada, white people are the most numerous, um, or by way of being the group with the most social and or economic power. So in Canada, this is also the case where white people hold the most wealth. So if whiteness's default um, is the absence of race, then the rest of us, by a function of a white supremacist logic, are a consequence of the resulting racialization, making us racialized subjects under white supremacy. Yay. But Prakash, how is that different from BIPOC? Oh, Kristen, I am so glad you asked. (laughs) Well, Remember how we mentioned, well, how you mentioned that BIPOC is pretty specific to a Canadian, American, Australian, New Zealand context. 
Mm-hmm. So, because race is a social construct, and you know this world is wide and vast, someone who is racialized in Canada may not be racialized in a, another country. Ooh! So interesting. Uh, let me illustrate with uh, a beautiful example of myself. Because <laughs> uh, yes. I'm beautiful. Um, that was a joke. You are. Um, it was not. I mean, no. I know I. Yes, never mind. I'm moving past it. Mm-hmm. We're not bringing self hate <laughs> here. I'm, no. <laughs> get into it. Yes. Uh, so, for example, I, Prakash, am of Indian descent, uh, but my family is from Malaysia. In Malaysia, the Malay population uh, is essentially the ruling class with the majority population. But because I'm not ethnically Malay, in Malaysia, I become racialized as. Indian. In India, however, I am part of the majority group, not necessarily the ruling class. Like we can do a whole other episode on class and caste in India. Um, but as a medium-ish color, skin, and caste Hindu person, I no longer have a race. I would still be marginalized for other reasons. Uh, but race is not one of the reasons for which I would be marginalized in India. But Prakash, isn't everyone in India brown? Therefore, no one there has a race? You might think so, but you would be wrong. <laughs> Various <laughs> minority, ethnic, cultural, lingual, and other religious groups around the world in non-white countries can still be racialized, uh, but it is very context-dependent. Um, also, even within India, in all these countries where you think they are like a one quote-unquote race and like how we would see it through like a Western lens, like everyone Chinese, China being Chinese or everyone in, mm. I don't know, uh, like Korea being Korean. I don't know why I can only think of Asia. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's not true. Like they're Like, they're truly... Like, migration does not only go from, like, the global south to the global north, okay? Like, colonizers did not invent movement, migration. Like, we have been doing this in the rest of the world since time uh, immemorial. There is, like, a very long-standing, like, Afro-Indian group uh, in India. Like, people who had migrated from Africa, uh, I think, uh, majority Ethiopia, like, what is now present-day Ethiopia, uh, in India, and they've been there for hundreds of years. This is like a recognized, uh, known group. So those people are, are also racialized um, the same way that they'd be racialized in Canada, like the white versus black. In India, it's still it's also like a brown versus black situation. But um, even other like brown people, quote unquote, other like Indian brown people can also be further racialized, not through necessarily the color of the skin, but through what I just said, culture, background. Uh, language, religion, caste, etc. So, all this to say, choose your words wisely. What are you actually trying to say? Um, not all BIPOCs everywhere are racialized. Not all racialized people are BIPOCs. Quote-unquote white people can also become racialized, depending on the context. Uh, for example, white Latinx and white Hispanics from Central and South America as well as white-coated indigenous people and white Jewish people, may be largely read as just being white and are therefore allowed certain affordances in society. However, 
often these affordances are taken away or these people may experience additional hostility or discrimination when their culture, background, or race is revealed either through language, accents, cultural and religious practices, etc. Um, so a couple of times uh, we dropped this word marginalized. Um, Kristen, do you want mm-hmm. to give us some further explanations on this term? Sure, I think we should. Just like you broke down racialized, we'll break down marginalized. Um, so margin, marginal, marginalized. This refers to the deliberate act of pushing people into the margins of society. So, i.e., marginalization. Um, remember when we used to write things by hand in those like school notebooks with the red line along the side uh, where it told you that you should start writing on each line? So that border space around your page is the margin. And when you're writing a paper, where does the content go? In the middle, not in the margin. So the margin is not the place you want to be. The margins of society are for those who are made unable to access the content, the center of the power in society. So people can become marginalized by a variety of factors. Race is one of them. Race is probably the one that we will talk about the most. Um, you can become marginalized by the function of your racialization. However, you could also be marginalized by your gender. So whether or not you present as a cis man or a cis white man to throw a race in there again, um, for your class, for your profession, for your citizenship status, employment status, if you are currently or formerly incarcerated, depending on your religious beliefs or your religious practices, for your sexual orientation, for your ethnicity, for your language fluency, or for your disability. This being in brackets. All of that to say, all of these things push people to the margins of the paper if the metaphor of the paper being society is what we're going to go with. Nice. Yeah, I think that's... Hopefully that clears things up for people. Um, Yeah. If not, let us know. Yeah, or maybe just do some further Googles. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't... There's lots of things you can read about it. I truly do not think I know how to articulate that any clearer than you just did. Yeah, maybe we could find another metaphor. But I really like the margins of the paper metaphor because also it's it holds in a digital context as well. Oh yeah, true. Microsoft yeah. Word, or when you try to pin something and it's always yeah. just like your margins are too narrow, and I was like, <gasps> I need this yeah. space. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, okay, so instead of continuing to be sidetracked, we're gonna <laughs> move right along. Um, so we're going to talk about spelling Canada and America with the three K's. Prakash, do you want to, do you want to tell them? Yeah. So in the bio of our show, we say this is a podcast about race, media and culture in Kick Canada, which is Canada instead of a C spelled with three K's. Um, we did not come up with this term. This is something that is, uh, pretty widely used, um, uh, especially in uh, indigenous movements. So we see Triple K Canada as well as America with three Ks, uh, again, in lieu of the C. 
And these are used in part to signal the white supremacist ideologies, principles, and politics that founded and continue to govern these particular nation states, uh, meaning Canada and the U.S. So if you're not familiar, the Ku Klux Klan, I always have trouble saying that because it's poison on my tongue, (laughs) a.k.a. the KKK, is an American white supremacist hate group. Um, Although they're American in the 1920s and 30s, They gained a lot of traction in Canada with tens of thousands of members and chapters across the country, um, gaining the most traction in Alberta and Saskatchewan. Yeah. And I believe that all registered Canadian chapters have since legally been disbanded. However, (laughs) legally disbanded. Okay, that's the caveat. Yeah. I realize you guys can't see my face, but I made a face at legally disbanded because just because it's legally doesn't exist doesn't mean it doesn't exist in the hearts and the minds of people in Alberta and Saskatchewan. Yeah, still. and truly all over like this is, you know, we, never mind. oh, God. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. No, truly like. Oh, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, legally disbanded. However, several self-identifying members have continued to terrorize people in Canada and they are articles about this as recently as 2017. And although Canadians might not be publicly rallying as open clan members, they still racist. They still racist and it's important to note that we continue to live within a white supremacy as is made evident in xenophobic and racist immigration laws, bans on religious symbols, anti-protest laws, um, truly the entire bullshit of the Indian Act uh, that continues to govern how indigenous people are able to live and truly just, yeah, like live and practice their culture on their own territories. Um, And also, you know, the general systemic and structural racism in this country that extends uh, into the racially targeted prison and policing systems, as well as Um, other kinds of discrimination within employment, housing, education, etc. So that was a lot, but hopefully um, gives you a bit of a better understanding of some of these terms that we have been using so far. Um, Yeah. And because we're going to keep using using them. them. And um, also, like, you know, language is constantly evolving. Um, This is part of the reason why we um, try to remember to say the date that we recorded this, uh, the episodes, because they're not always, like, they're not always, they don't always get published immediately after. And again, like, in five years from now, we might think that, like, oh, the term BIPOC is, like, a faux pas or something, which is very possible. And yeah, Mm -hmm. like, you know, language evolves, our understandings of language and social structures and meanings evolve. Um, Mm -hmm. so these are all living definitions, so they will continue to, uh, be used and transformed and yeah. And if this is your first time encountering these kinds of languages, uh, welcome. (laughs) We're glad you've joined us. I think like something I said in the beginning might've been a little bit condescending, uh, or come across that way, but truly, uh, we were all on our own journeys. Like, you know, uh, 
Not that I really subscribe to the idea of like wokeness, but um, if we're going to use that terminology, Chris and I, like we were not born woke. Like we, we like learned, we read. <laughs> Chris is laughing. Maybe she was born woke. I don't know. <laughs> I speak for myself. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because every time you say woke, my, my brain says, don't you mean awake in like Captain Holt's <laughs> voice? Kristen, how dare you bring Book and Nine into this? We already did that episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's grammatically incoherent. <laughs> Again, language is evolving, Kristen. <laughs> All you language purists can um, get into post-structuralism, which is not going to be uh, defined in this podcast. Uh, but you should uh, look up the definition because that, I think, is uh, the wheelhouse within which we are working um, so, we got more for you. That's not it. Uh, those are kind of like the end of our uh, terms specific to race. Um, mm-hmm. But now we're going to move on to terms about gender, which is also a social construct. Yay. Woo. <laughs> You can find us on these here internets at dothekidsknow.ca. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, where we would love it if you could drop us a donation so other kids can stay in the know. Search the handle at dothekidsknow. Have you got questions, comments, concerns? Email us at dothekidsknow at gmail.com. And finally, please rate and review. That helps other kids stay in the know. I can't believe you said Steve, we're coming for your job. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't want it. I can't have it. <laughs> Whew, okay. Whew, I'm ready now. <laughs>